0: And welcome to Upstage Downstage With me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle And me, Stephen
1: Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat This is the theatre podcast where we discuss productions we've seen Things we've liked and may not have liked
0: Giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain
1: On today's episode, we'll be discussing The clothes they stood up in. We saw this touring production at Nottingham Playhouse on the 12th of September, 2022. Adrian Scarborough's adaptation brings Bennett's hilarious story to the stage for the first time, capturing his trademark observational wit in this gentle and darkly surprising tale. So, Richard, what's it all about?
0: A night at the opera ends with a shock for a mild-mannered couple, Maurice and Rosemary Ransom, when they open their front door to discover their flat completely empty. From light bulbs to carpets to. toilet paper, even their chicken casserole has been stolen. The ransoms turn detective to try and work out who is behind this outrageous act and why and how they did it. Along the way, they are forced to examine their lives when stripped bare of the worldly possessions that define us all. Should they rebuild their old life or begin afresh? But first, our post-show opinion! Thoroughly enjoyable. Great performance, great actors. So with all that said, let's... Set the scene!
1: Right. Okay. So Richard, we uh, went to see this. Although we went to see the same show, we was in different seats. Yes. Not that one matters. But I was to stage. No, I, I was just on the right, the auditorium right. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the stage left. And you were sort of. You had the front row seats, didn't you?
0: I was front row. Yeah. So yeah. It was very fortunate. Was it? Was it? it was
1: your mum, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my mum.
0: Yeah. I went to see my, with my mum.
1: Okay. So, would you like to then uh, set the scene for us and just describe what we saw when curtains uh,
0: opened? I suppose to start with, basically you walked into the auditorium and the curtains were shut. So we're going back to old style, very traditional theatre, which a lot of productions way back when used to start with curtains shut. So they didn't used to present the stage or anything like that. Because we've had a lot of stage and shows recently where you'd see everything at once. Yeah. And I think this is there's almost like a harking back in a few productions we've seen recently, where we're going back to the almost layered chocolate box of theatre, where you're you're taking one layer off and you're seeing a little bit more and you're seeing a little bit more. So this is very much what the close they stood up was, in was about. The curtains opened and you were virtually you had a black stage and just two opera chairs on stage, as if they're, well, well, they they're seeing a show. A show. They? Yeah but it was done in such a way that you really didn't know what else was going to happen on stage apart from that focus. So so you knew it was you knew it was going to end up in different places, but you really didn't know what set to expect until production progressed, really. And they held back on showing what they had to offer. Yeah, I think that was key to this as well. I think it, it worked really well.
1: So the first little bit of scene with them at the opera, and then they got kicked out of the opera, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they left the opera and got the bus home, which was another couple of seats yeah. on the other side of the stage. Yeah, so you, you had two bus seats of, after the opera seats. So it's cleverly done where you they they used another area of the black stage just to just to show that they were sat on a bus going home.
1: Yeah, And then it built up to us
0: seeing the dramatic um it's a dramatic entrance really the of dramatic, the house yeah, itself. Yes. Because what you were what you were shown was the actual the back black tabs went up and there was a huge flap basically on that was uh that was movable so it actually came towards you in the, on the stage so yeah, it was were...
1: raised up on off the uh original stage wasn't it yes it was it was, it was like a, a set on a forklift truck being like pushed in yeah
0: yeah definitely yeah it
1: really did feel like that so it was very uh, an affluent house very um was it sort of georgian in style the decorations like the wallpaper and the architrave and and fixtures
0: and fittings. yeah it was very so it, it was very nice, it was one of those that you know it wasn't a modern day flat it was definitely very a flat high end been high end flat in london where you you expected that feel where most people lived in flats but these aren't flats that that you'd consider small or they were, they were still grand in their own well you know.
1: yeah so high earners for like professional um people uh, only it was a bare set it, yeah because you know, everything had been stolen yeah all they had was the clothes they stole and open.
0: one thing i'd say is one of the little touches i like was all the dust marks around the pictures yeah. and the picture frames and the things that were meant to be there it wasn't just wallpaper and things missing yeah they'd spent time the set dressers to actually make sure well, that it felt like things had them. been removed and it but they'd been there a long time so you knew where yeah. they were placed
1: yeah when i moved into my uh house all the the pictures what i saw on the walk around you know w- w- when they took all them back there was like marks everywhere of where things used to be so it was um similar to that
0: yeah definitely yeah it really it really worked really well i thought and i suppose the the first few scenes happened in that in that room where there was barely anything
1: yeah and the comedy derived from the fact that it took them back by surprise because the they took literally everything, even down to the utensils, the the the, the oven, just everything. The Sockets had gone. on the
0: wall, the light fittings. The, exactly, everything so, that so you so could like, see was gone. Oh,
1: I'll get my phone. Oh, no, it was on the cabinet. Oh no, that's gone. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, we can't even even the toilet paper and if everything. They could have t- just,
0: took the door and the frame. they would. you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Know.
1: The farce about them having nothing in there. Just brilliant from start to finish. Yeah, you almost
0: just you almost thought I've walked into the wrong flat. Mm. <laughs> I've got the wrong number. Yeah, yeah and just the, the, the
1: astonishments in their faces of just being surprised and flabbergasted. As to, now, you know, where is everything?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Total you know, loss.
1: The, I mean, what would you do in that situation?
0: It'd just be crazy. I mean, well, but you'd call the police, like what they did, and yeah. You know, although the, they couldn't, it, couldn't call the, the police because even the phone had been stolen. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Which led us to the next scene because we had to go to the laundrette.
0: Yeah, definitely. Which introduced uh, uh, another character and so on and so forth. I suppose one thing we could say about the set is it moved from the house, then the house disappeared, to set pieces being brought in front of the stage to actually show different areas of the world that they were living in. So the laundrette was really just two washing machines, a phone and a bench. The... You know, so but it was because it was a black stage. The rest was up to the audience's yeah. imagination, really. Same as the corner shop. That was just the counter with and all the, the things centre and the call center girl. And all of those things were enough to just take you to those different places. And I think that that helped.
1: Do you think the reason why their house set was up on like a platform, even though you couldn't really see on under it? Do you think that that came in because it was representing a flat?
0: Yes, it gave you yeah. that idea that it was higher up than the staged yeah. area so there was almost a, a down below where people walked around the streets and then there was an yeah because it, it
1: didn't occur to me at all just now no like and it, that makes that sense meant, in yeah.
0: the way they did it to it, it just i think as well it was confident and it was they made it imposing so it it almost felt big on stage and i think that mm. was that was key to make it, it it just it worked really well and
1: as the play progressed we realized later on through them having helped with uh, well not necessarily the 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 police but the the um all the other characters that uh become involved that they they locate where their furniture is and it ends up being um all together but somewhere else entirely which is the lead up to the interval
0: yeah it ends up being they they find it in a a storage facility all laid out how it should be how it should be in a in a, a corrugated steel storage facility and i think it was Really clever because it was a complete... The set, then again, was a complete mirror image of what you'd seen in the in the house. Yeah. Again, made in the same space, in the same place. And I think that was really clever as well because it just, it just made it. The comedy that was there, everything was it was just funny. It just worked really well.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is adapted um, from an Alan Bennett play, which we've said... It's so actually a short story, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, not a play, sorry by Adrian uh, Scarborough. It'd be quite nice to read that
0: play, uh, that short story. Yes, definitely. To Just to see how much the adaptation... Yeah, was.
1: where it's where it's coming from. But um, before before we uh, carry on any further, what do you reckon about the, the direction on this piece? Because it was directed by Adam Penfold.
0: Well, I think director-wise, it was done really well. Mm. I thought that they, they nailed the pace because it's only a small cast. It's a cast of five people. And... I just thought they did really well in keeping the momentum of the production going, and all the extra characters helped drive the story. Yeah. Along, and I don't think they ever really let up, and I think it was one of those. It's one of those productions that you either commit to or you don't commit to it. As a as an actor, it's because it's comedy. Because it's got to be funny, you've got to you've got to really be in the zone. In this type of production
1: would you say that like professional actors wouldn't commit to a play
0: yeah professional... i would i think sometimes they'd, they'd probably commit to it when it comes to actually before the rehearsals and things like that but then when they get into the into it they they don't understand that you've got to fully understand the the role inside out upside down and i think the director can only work with so much
1: right yeah i think i know where you're going now so um they were all on board they're all committed it's, or yeah, needed yeah. committing <laughs> I don't know maybe we need committing Yeah, I don't know but I guess for me it felt like it would have been an easy thing to direct Yeah. simply because you had um professionals that were probably well well, well known in, in the theatre world as yeah, well yeah, yeah. like Adrian and Sophie who yeah. would take less effort to direct maybe because they they, they know their character and they know how to move across the stage what their character would want or need from a scene they've already
0: got that confidence of performance yeah they don't have to work on that they just have to work on the production as a whole in some ways yeah
1: and there's not one bit of this um show where i thought uh, there was like a, a wrong move or uh, something that I looked off. No, or, and I didn't do, do even do feel the like direction? there, was, was, there it was, was, it was
0: overacting or there was no there was no yeah. level of like they they just they were the characters and they played the people in it and I think that's yeah. But a lot. in
1: terms of like directing, it was, um, it, it was a brilliant piece yeah, of direction. Yeah, definitely, to be honest.
0: totally. I mean, it it was very definite on all the scenes. You knew. Yeah. And, and the scene seen, changes The scene well. changes, yeah, yeah. exactly. You knew all the scenes and settings and changes and the cast must have been directed in a way that they knew what was coming next and they were there, they were in the places, they needed to be where... they were. You could tell the blocking had been done really well. Yeah. Where they all knew where they were moving or where they were going next. But well, it's, nothing it's... felt unnatural, though. I yeah. think that was the thing. It wasn't just like a you could tell somebody had t- been told to go and stand over there or go and stand over there. You you didn't feel that. You just felt like they were living out there. Yeah, because the we've story. seen f-
1: yeah we've seen a few uh, shows which looked very much like uh, obvious blocking shall we yes. say. Yeah. Whereas this much yeah. looked more professional and a lived experience yeah. in terms of the people in in their world on the, on the stage.
0: Yeah. It it did feel like that. It felt a lot more like the, and also new. it's a farce. Yeah,
1: exactly. So there was a lot of brilliant comic timing yeah. by all of them, and uh, you and know, every it,
0: it, and the thing is with a farce, every movement and every word matters, and yeah. it's got to be delivered, and that that it does it loses it if you do, if you're off mark almost.
1: So with this being um, adapted by Adrian Scarborough, what are your thoughts on the writing?
0: I thought it was, because I haven't read the novella, so I haven't read the actual short story, so I don't know how different this is to the actual production. And you know what? I thought as a as a new farce, as it were, based on an old novella, I think it was written well. I think it was funny and it had a lot of funny moments. I mean, some people could look at it and think it was aged in a way because it was very traditional farce. Mm-hmm.
1: I think for me it was the whole production was executed brilliantly. Yeah. The the first act uh, as we've already discussed with the whole setup of the stage it introduced elements bit by bit which was great for uh, setting the scene and then each scene there was a reason why they were there. For what I'm trying to say is for the first act um, there was a great structure there. It, yeah. it worked. Yeah, it did, Everything really did. worked. Yeah. And the reason why I'm sort of breaking this down because I think the second act went off a little bit. But the first act with the whole um, finding out where things were and setting up the characters, setting up the farce yeah. and how these characters interplayed it worked really well and it was thoroughly enjoyable and then the interval where they discovered where their home basically was. Yeah, their entire life. That was brilliant. Yeah, really good. So I can't really fault that. There were moments, well, in the second act, I think in act two, where it lost a couple of its wheels and began to slide downhill a little bit for me was because things just ended up feeling like they were tagged on. So the whole reason as to why or who took all their stuff ended up being explained in one scene by a neighbour of the flat and that just felt like being tagged on because we hadn't seen this character from the beginning it was just set in afterwards to basically explain everything and and to give a, a reason why it was it was done in the first place yeah, I know what and, you mean. Uh, yeah, and um, the, the, then the, the demise of the character. Now, I don't know if it happened in the book, in the uh, short story. It, it probably would have done. Yeah. But I don't know if, if that sort of worked in a farce, a death in a farce, because it's comedy. I'm not quite sure if that worked right. It just felt a little... Like we've we've gone through Act One being really funny and the characters worked well, but then it changed in pace a little bit, being about um, Mrs. Ransom, yeah, and her f- going off for a new life. It's well, almost which, her freedom, you yeah. Know. Which is which is all very well, but the the sort of setup needs to be sort of uh, installed at the very beginning, and then we had a bit of dialogue in the shop in Act 1 about finding this uh, particular person, but it, it just felt like it was struggling to find a subplot Yeah. in in a way. But ma- maybe that's down to it being a short story and not being fully fleshed out. Yeah,
0: true. You're filling in the lines when actually there's Ex- no exactly. lines to fill in sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and um, having that backstory. So the, the, the needs of that character and for her to have this change... Yeah it felt like it was just it was missing another element there yeah
0: of course definitely
1: and some of the scenes with mr anwar the shopkeeper just seemed a little long-winded although when you were talking about is this a, a play which is uh, out of date they they did update it with the whole uh, tiktok facebook references iPad, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that
0: but that's that and sometimes I that. what i mean is when i say update that dated i mean dated in the structure of a farce or the way that something had been written Mm. quite a while ago you can you can throw ipads and things into the mix but that doesn't necessarily update the structure no of a production and i think that's what i mean by the traditional sense of you know
1: all oh, right well it, it some of the scenes just seem to um go on slightly longer mm. but for no apparent
0: the, need the, there's no there wasn't need strength for it to strengthen that that almost mm. little mini storyline, there wasn't enough. I yeah, think, yeah. I, I, th- I think for, you know, you, you needed... It was a passing comment rather I than... I think it was
1: also the fact that you probably needed another a couple of subplots mm. to keep it tied yeah, together maybe. and keep it moving along. The ending, you know, it it, it did what it did. It, it tied everything up and put a nice bow on the top of it. But the, it, it was as if um, the second part of it was a little... Uh, it missed certain elements... To the reason, yeah, I, I, I mean. suppose.
0: Yeah, it was almost like a very. It was like a fast forward, the second half a little bit. It was yeah, because you know, I, I mean to go a bit quick, you know. Yeah,
1: because once uh, Mister Ransom like uh, has disappeared and she's d- discovered her new lease of life because maybe he's been holding her back. Yeah, I don't say it went downhill because we were just left with Sophie Thompson, and Mrs. Ransom there because she she was well the pair of them they were extremely strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah actors and and they were just brilliant yeah but i think it sort of lacked a little bit more interplay between them and yeah in the writing and all the bits about that the, the hidden uh photographs that was going on and, and the thing on the tape that sort of like just um mellowed out a little yeah, bit it
0: disappeared a little didn't it? it dissipated
1: yeah and i think that's just probably down to the context of maybe the short story i yeah. think you know because what um, Adrian Scarborough had written or what Adrian Scarborough had wrote was a great introduction to a, a farce a comedy farce yeah definitely definitely <clears throat> but it did feel a little um neglected in having stuff like tagged on at the end to wrap things up
0: yeah it was yeah it felt like you fast yeah like', like oh, so I'm not not quite sure almost.
1: how to land this plane this will go on here. Yeah, put this bit on, put that bit on. explain that. Whereas maybe, I think perhaps if we'd have seen or had reference of the neighbour whilst in the first act, for example, like them asking, or he... Pops down and says, "Oh, you." Or even big- to or, or acknowledge something. that
0: I've knocked on the door and nobody's answering, or you know I've not seen him yet, or you know even if it was just something on those yeah, lines. if if they'd have gone the script, to see like, if,
1: if he'd have seen anybody coming and going out of their flat yeah, or something.
0: Because there's other flats in that building and yeah. not just one, and I think that they could have maybe. Even if they'd had that moment in there, that would have helped gel that bri- together a little it, bit more.
1: Yeah, it's making it not feel tagged on at the end. Yeah. as well. Yeah,
0: it's building it was, you up rather than than sort of. It's like, what's this? You know. Yeah,
1: but that's that's my only gripe, and I think that's just down on the script, the, the set, the acting, the directing, oh, the, the whole piece of it was, it was just brilliant. You totally. Know? So moving on now, I think we're
0: here. here
1: now, as we've been talking about the cast, yeah, what do you want to say?
0: Well, I just want to say how talented the five of them were, really. And I couldn't really pick one of them out because I thought they were all on the game. I think they all, Sophie, Adrian, Ned, Charlie and Natasha, who were all involved in this, they didn't really stop at all in the production. They were all...
1: They looked like they had so much fun.
0: Oh, yeah, so much fun. But the, the amount of characters that, that the, the three other ensemble performers did they were committed to every role they did and they were very good at shape-shifting they were very good at becoming those different characters and I think that was key to this working yes because for Natasha McGee to go from a a lady working in a, a sorry laundrette in a in a lady in a laundrette to then being a call centre lady to then being a carer and counsellor and it just but each character felt different it, I, it almost made you double take that it was the same person oh yeah there well, was moments where you were like is this the same person because she's a, just completely different and same goes for like ned costello
1: as oh well, totally because he you know you wouldn't have expected him to have been this um hunky sort of um american in no. the flat no, you know, when, not When he at comes all. out looking um, like a bit of a, a chav and a play totally. about who's stolen the stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, but he starts off as this quiet, know-it-all sort of a police yeah, person poli- yeah, who, who an knows apprentice about policeman. Really, Shakespeare. it's like yeah, it's
0: just just crazy. You know. So I think that it really showed the levels of acting that I mean it was it was a great portfolio for them because yeah. to show what they can perform in that mm. in that small space of time. Really, it was great. You know.
1: Yeah, and I prefer those kind of plays where you know uh, you've got the the main characters. but yeah. the rest are ensemble players. Definitely, really. Yeah, yeah. I I'm finding it difficult to have a shout out because I want to sort of like shout them all out because I, I think they're yeah. all brilliant. So it's uh, I I won't do one because I think they're all they gave strong performances throughout. They kept the energy high. Definitely, there was like a lot of subtle um, moments from Sophie. Yeah, giving all the delicacies and just being in character and just oh, it's just uh, I can't explain it, but there was like a really a delicacy to her voice. Yeah, about her being sort of like trapped between a rock and a hard place yeah, and being definitely. like con- controlled in a way. And uh, Adrian just gave a a strong performance. I think and, this and, is
0: a production where you straight away see the professionalism in yeah professional actors that know how to tread those boards. Well, and I think that's that's the key thing in this production.
1: What would you like to say about the costume and props?
0: Well, I think everything was spot on. I think they did a really good job of. I don't think anything was out of place, and they didn't really have any extra props that weren't necessary. And for example, when they set up the actual scene where the house had been moved to a storage container, it felt an exact identical replica of what they were living in. Yeah, and I think that was key to make it it ramped the comedy up really at the end of the the first act because of that and it was just it was cleverly done but I just think it was really it was just it just really set that that tone for how strong the props were because even in the second half when they swapped the swapped the props on the to the real house they must have had so many duplicates of they some of these props things so that they mm-hmm. didn't have to keep shopping and changing everything. That it would work really well.
1: Do you think they had uh, one set or do you think they had two sets? There was two sets. I was wondering that one empty and then one full.
0: Yeah. Well, no. There was no. There was there was there was two sets. As in one was the when I say two sets, I mean there was two sets. As in the shipping container and the other set had had everything put back on the walls. So they did fix back everything back mm. because it was the same set that they used um it was just the the shipping container walls went up into the into the um the fly tower so that they dropped that in when they needed it so they only had to do a set change on one of them
1: now moving on to our next segment when we say
0: what the heck is this? So, Richard,
1: when we talk about the technical aspects of everything, was there anything that went wrong or, or the lighting and the sound? Uh, was there anything. Um, I don't think noticeable?
0: lighting. Was, well, lighting wise, I, don't, I think it was all very general cover. There wasn't really anything that, that was. Well, they had noticeable. one light on
1: in the hallway, which was just a bulb. Yeah, um, yeah. Because
0: everything else had been taken. Yeah, exactly. But the actual lighting technical side of it, there wasn't really anything lighting wise that was spectacular in a way because it was all sort of very white lights and and focus lights on certain areas sound wise there was there wasn't really a lot of sound effects either it was all done almost on stage apart from the tape that was played and yeah the, the little bit of background for the tele being on and stuff like that but other than that really a lot of it was done where it was it was just using the items on stage really
1: yeah yeah i i can't think that anything went wrong. I don't think anything went wrong that that I saw.
0: There was not not anything that got in the way. There was no faux pas, shall we say. But I think that's down to the cast just being on it. They just mm. really didn't. You wouldn't have even noticed. To be fair, I think that was the key thing. That was yeah. you know even to the the point of because there's quite a lot of technical stuff in this set because because as I mentioned earlier, the the walls of the shipping container set were literally sent up into the the flight tower and they were dropped in at certain at certain points just. When to you say shipping a,
1: container, do you mean like the warehouse or corrugated? Yeah, the cor, the corrugated
0: yeah. walls because the, yeah. they were putting it in like um, warehouse, warehouse storage. You know. But that was winched up into the ceiling mm. and only dropped in when it's needed and it would have gone in front of the original set so it, it yeah. blocked out that, but it but then they put the items on stage that when they dropped that in, the tables and the chairs and stuff were on stage. Yeah. And then it just it was just clever because they must have then worked on the set behind it to actually put the original items back mm. in the... Yeah,
1: because they, 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 they had a moment, it was a very quick moment to put everything on there. Yes. Which is yeah. kind of why I wondered, did they have an empty set and then a, a, full, a full set?
0: Yeah, as much as I'd like to say they've got the room at the back on the wing space, they haven't but, actually got that much wing space. No, so. it's simply
1: because it was, a, it was a small set. Yeah, it was. That, that's why I just wondered if it was, um, there was uh, two of them, to be honest. Yeah. So before we go to our scores, Richard, this is a new thing that we do now. Yeah. Replay. Which part which moment would you replay? Mind you, you're going to see it again, so
0: well, yeah, we're going to see Apart it again. Apart from all of it, which Well, do, yeah, you... I'm just replaying the lot. Yeah. I think it's got to be the the moment that the couple walk into the shipping contain the the, the warehouse yeah. and see everything put in exactly the same location and place. And everything's there, and it's just that it's the ultimate reaction. reveal it's, it's is, not it? yeah. Ulti- yeah. That's the thing that's, I, I'd replay. That's the bit that you just know gets me every time. It, it got me. It was brilliant. It, to be honest, it because got I didn't expect it to be at that level. Yeah, I didn't know all, where we were going details, until yeah. that was shown, and I loved it. It was great. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that as well.
1: Now then, Richard, scores and doors for this production on scale of one to ten, with ten being a lavish night out with Damon to Takanawa, and one being the clothes they shouldn't have stood up in. What are you going to give this?
0: Well, I give this an 8 out of 10. Oh, okay. Because I thought commitment to the production by the cast and the versatility of the cast, really, I thought compared to other productions that we've seen that have been new productions, this was by far so much better than other ones. And I think that that says it all for me. So 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm I'm going to give it
1: a 9, I think. Oh. I loved it i definitely see it again and I'll urge other people to see it. This was brilliant. You you can't go wrong with the Nottingham Playhouse production simply because they put so much effort and detail into everything that I've not really um, disliked a lot of their stuff. And this is just, this is beautiful and wonderful. It's just great. Now, the only thing I have a little bit of a a point off is because of the disjointedness in Act Two. And and that's down to probably the the script and the. the, the structure of it, yeah, and that's why it's just felt a little bit off and a bit hastily tagged on. But other than that, it was a um a blooming good, good production. Definitely, all all the way through it. Definitely, cast, production, set, direction. Yeah. Well, I stuff. I
0: mean, I as as Stephen may have mentioned, I am going to see it again because yep. I did enjoy it. And I can't and afford I think, to see it again. And all I right, think then. it's got to be one of those productions that you need to see it it's worth it and it's a great night out because I think that's the, oh, that's the key so thing sometimes life's too life's too difficult at the moment just get out there and go and see it yeah
1: so what sound effect will you be choosing from the following a complete train wreck tumbleweed an audible shrug of the shoulders uh-huh. a slow clap a pleasant applause or a standing ovation, what will it be,
0: Richard? What yeah, are you going it, to give it? It can only be a standing ovation because it deserves it. I mean, I think it shocked me more when the five of them walked out at the end and you realize there's only been five people on stage doing this. And I've seen productions with 10, 15 people and they've not been anywhere near as good. And yeah. I think that's that that says that says it all to me. So, yes, yeah, standing ovation.
1: I gave a standing ovation as well, blooming brilliant it really was and I had to stand up anyway just to get away from the person who sat next to me who stunk to high hell oh my god get some deodorant so there we are that's our discussion of the clothes they stood up in we hope you found it insightful
0: if not entertaining
1: coming up over the next few episodes we will be discussing Shawshank Redemption
0: Mrs Doubtfire
1: and the Book of Mormon
0: that's it for this week folks if you'd like to drop us a message please email us at upstage at gmail.com remember you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production also make sure to like and subscribe to our channel
1: so you get every episode the second it's released and we hope you join us again for another installment of upstage downstage